today on Laura Lynn and Friends. One of the biggest benefits of cancer in the background is fear. Once we get knowledge, you know, my people will die for lack of knowledge. Once you have knowledge, you don't have to be afraid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. It's not the last days, it's the beginning. Uh, we have an incredible guest uh, coming on today, Dr. Lee Merritt. You are going to love her. Um, I want to pay tribute to my dear friend, Carol Crossan, uh, who is, um, she's passed away, and it was her funeral today. And so before I do that, I opened my dad's Bible, as I do every day. And I didn't have my glasses sitting here, so my husband lent me his, so I'm going to look like a dude for a second. But um, uh, I love to open my dad's Bible. He, he left me his Bible. I don't know if he knew I would get it or care about it, but I snatched it up when, uh, you know, when, when he passed away and we all stole all the silver and, you know, ran around the house taking all the things that we wanted. <laughs> we used to joke about that. Um, but I wanted my dad's Bible, and so it's very precious to me. He has underlined from stem to stern. Today... Uh, I went to Psalms 65, verse 5. By terrible things in righteousness wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth, and of them that are afar off upon the sea, which by his strength sets fast the mountains, being girded with power, which stills the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the people. It basically says that God's power, his strength, his authority stills the upset, the anxiety of the people, and causes us to be at peace. And he does that for all of these other things, the tempest, the storm, the seas. God is in full control. I love that my dad underlined it. And I don't know what it means because he underlined this part in pink. It's like a, a red, a red, some sort of red letter, um, red pen or something like that. So that's awesome. I, uh, I feel close to my dad when I read that kind of thing. Um, Carol Crossan, doctor or lawyer, Carol Crossan, was an amazing advocate for many people in Canada during this last battle in the last three years when so many of our freedoms and our rights and our, um, you know, w what we thought was sort of expected, that we would have the privilege of free speech, of bodily autonomy, all kinds of things happened that destroyed that because of our Prime Minister and Carol Cross and stood in the gap for many people. I want to play a clip from her from a former show on this, the day that we pay tribute to a beautiful woman who is gone much too soon. She died of cancer, and uh, it had been a long run, and uh, she suddenly passed quickly. I spoke with her husband, wonderful man. As you can imagine, the family is broken and missing her so terribly, and the world is, is uh, less, less blessed because she's gone. This is Carol. There are stories that come across my desk every day that break my heart as well. Um, my clients, the suffering that they go through, uh, my hearts are with them every single day. I am, however, encouraged by the resilience of the human spirit, how 
people, people that go through all sorts of tragedy and suffering can, can make it through with such wisdom and insight and, and be such examples to those around them. I often find they find meaning. Those who have gone through deep suffering can also find meaning on in being an example to the people around them and speaking you know, their insights to those people. And I often see that. So I'm encouraged by the resilience and the strength of the human spirit, but uh, it, it, it no less breaks my heart to see what people go through. So as we keep going through this time, I think it's important that you keep the discussion going, that I keep the discussion going. So we feel like we're not in this alone and that we can be strong together. Mm -hmm. We will continue to be strong together. Thank you, Carol, for serving our nation and uh, serving the good people of Canada whom you stood so firmly with. Uh, her husband was telling me about all the cases she won. She won most of her cases by not even stepping foot into the courtroom. She was an incredible uh, representative. I was personally privileged to be in a court case. I think we had three days in court. I got to watch her in person. I actually witnessed the hush of the courtroom as Carol spoke because her words, they literally, they had this powerful, I, I would call an anointing on them that would cause the judge, the opposing counsel, everyone to just be silent and to listen. And um, she'll be gravely missed. So before we go to our guest today, um, Trudeau, uh, the Liberals have withdrawn two amendments to Bill C-21 that would have added hundreds of guns to the banned list. I want everyone to uh, feel a little bit of joy today that the, the amendments to the gun banning are maybe causing a little bit of stir. Take a look. Um, Mike, is, his headset is not working, so I uh, just wanted to make sure that's also stated. So it reads as follows, uh, that in relation to clause-by-clause clause consideration of Bill C-21, an act to amend certain acts and to make certain consequential amendments, firearms, Amendment G-4, currently under consideration by the committee, be deemed withdrawn, and that Amendment G-46, which has not yet been moved, be deemed withdrawn from the package of amendments. It is not our intention, as I noted, to move Amendment G-4. Okay, well, good for you. Thanks, sir. Um, the more guns, the better, because we love hunting in Canada. And, um, you know, I, I also feel that there's an important aspect of defending oneself. I feel that's important. If there's an intruder uh, into your home, if there's a bear, uh, we have cougars, you know, that we should have ample ammunition around us to be able to defend ourselves. Um, we have seen Trudeau... Um, actually boast about how you can't defend yourself if somebody breaks into your home in Canada. I, I've seen this. Like, I don't know how he thinks that's cool. Guess what? Guess who's surrounded by, by, you know, um, uh, soldiers, or what do you call them? Army dudes, uh, security that, that he pays, that we pay for, for him to make sure he's safe in his home. I mean, stunning, isn't it? 
So I am very excited to have Dr. Lee Merritt back on our show. Um, here we are in Canada, but we reach the world. We have a large uh, U.S. following. We've always got people from the Netherlands and all over the place watching. And Dr. Lee Merritt is one of our very most favorite people. Let me tell you just a little bit about her because uh, she began her medical career at the age of four carrying her father's black bag on house calls along the back roads of Iowa. In 1980, she graduated from the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry in New York, where she, she was elected uh, to life membership in the Alpha Omega Alpha, Alpha Honor Medical Society. Dr. Merritt completed an orthopedic surgery residency in the United States Navy and served nine years as a Navy physician and surgeon before returning to Rochester, where she was the only woman to be appointed to the Lewis A. Goldstein Fellow of Spinal Surgery. We welcome you today, uh, Dr. Lee. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Uh, we have seen that uh, the world is a crazy place, and I bet you're seeing that as well down there. Oh, yeah. I, you know, the good news is uh, we're in the apocalypse. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I know it welcome sounds funny. Welcome to the apocalypse. I, Welcome. That's exactly. I just had. A, I just gave a speech in Florida to the. Uh, it was Freedom Law School. They had the uh, Freedom. Let's restore Freedom Rally, and um, you know. The, and I said, you know, this. My title of my speech is COVID. Welcome to the apocalypse. Because apocalypse, as you know, doesn't mean the end. It means an unveiling. And look at all the things we've learned in the last two years. I mean, if it if it weren't for the deadly nature of what they're doing to us, this would actually be probably and i'm a professional student by heart you know it would probably be the most unbelievable educational time in my life but it's critical that we we all get involved in this because we need a worldview that's correct you know we're in a war and the war is against sure us against human beings and, and you have to things, have good intelligence yes yes you do have to have good intelligence and um uh one of the things that you uh, you know ha have been highlighting is just sort of the, the art of war, the use yeah. of fear. Right. And, I, you know, so I, I would say my observation, and I kind of knew some of this before, but really I've honed this. I've been doing a lot of philosophical, you know, research into the way the world works. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's observable from history and my belief that we've been, we have been uh, ruled forever. You know, we think we elect our officials. Do we really, you know, did we really elect, uh, you know, Biden? Did you really elect Trudeau? Actually, machines have been, now it's more obvious. A part of the, the apocalypse is they've, it's become more obvious that it's the machines voting for these people. But if you really look at it from, from the dawn of civilization, I mean, we always, we had the Pharaoh, we were serfs, okay? And then the, then the because the, then the leaders were overt, you saw them, but then it became on, on, cool to be, you know, in a Pharaoh's garb. So then they, they became kings and then they became bankers in suits and they blend in with the rest of us most of the time. So we don't observe them, but behind the scenes, the world is being run by unseen people using, you know, unseen techniques with secret societies as basically their, their, their organization. And I really, uh, they hide from us, you know, we can call it the dark occult or whatever. They have techniques for hiding things from us. And they hide from us the principles of how our body works, how the world works in general. I mean, they've lied to us about when you start really looking to we've been lied to about physics, about about 
chemistry about about just about biology is a big one about how we work and what what the nature of disease is that's what i've been spending a lot of time on and and once you know the and i'll just tell you the punchline before i tell you how i got to it but the punchline in my opinion is there it's what it's what max kaiser if you ever watch his economic thing he talks about complexification and crapification they make things so complex that we think we can't figure it out. So we'll just turn it over to the technocrats. But they're not complex. At the end of time, I think there are certain principles that, you know, God-given principles that are simple. You know, an example of that is I hear people now that they kind of understand what happened about this uh, this recent generalized treatment. I won't call it the VA, the, the VAX thing, but, you know, this thing that we've been given. And it's killing a lot of people and we're getting a lot of people sick and, and disabled. And now there's some people that are waking up enough to say, hey, why did we, you know, we shouldn't have done this. Why did you politicians do it? And the answer we get from politicians is mostly we just didn't understand it. You know, we were told by the doctors and the chemists and the blah, blah, blah. You know, they didn't understand it. And my answer to that is you don't have to understand the principles or the details of the science to understand the details of liberty. There are principles of liberty here that you all violated. That was your job as politicians. Now, from a medical standpoint, I think the same crapification and complexification is happening. In my lifetime, and you know, I'm classically trained MD, in my lifetime, the idea was, oh, you had to get in, you have to, you have to spend thousands of hours and doctors to just ask yourself, you know, to get a diagnosis. We can't treat you unless we have a precise diagnosis. But that's not what ancient medicine was about. Ancient medicine was about really two things. It was about purification, get right with God, and detoxification. And it's interesting to note that in Latin, virus means toxin. It doesn't mean a little animalcule that floats out of your mouth and goes to make somebody else sick. It means toxin. So I've come to the conclusion that there are four things that everybody needs to do. And I've, I've figured this out because every, every time somebody calls me now, I'm always telling them the same four things. I'm realizing those are the only four things, in my opinion. It's detoxification. Get the toxins out of your body. Okay. Number two is get the parasites out of your body. Number three is EMF protection. And number four is, um, is supplementation. You know, we okay. have to, there, we don't, and then obviously get, get right with God. That's the, that's the one I'm Amen. Get all. right with God and get on Rumble. So what we're going to say to everybody, we're, we've got YouTube uh, going strong right now. We've got a good amount of people on there. Uh, if you would head over to rumble.com, there's a lot that we're going to talk about uh, with Dr. Lee Merritt today. And we want to be respectful of YouTube and their rules and their parameters. And so we need to say goodbye to you in the, um, in the chat. You will find the link right now. You can go. It's at the bottom. And you can go straight to Rumble to hear more of what Dr. Lee has to say. Uh, we value our our platform here on YouTube. So we're going to say goodbye to you and see you over on Rumble where we can have a further discussion. Okay, everyone. All right, Dr. Lee, um, continue. So I, I, like, I like the last part. Uh, having your relationship with God uh, shored up and shored up. I think that that is happening in droves right now because people are feeling so uncertain about the fear, about all that's happened. Now, if you have that baseline, that is a great foundation to then begin doing these other things that you are highlighting. Yeah. And I actually, uh, my, it's kind of a scientific underpinning to that vibe that 
is that you know we we are told by the 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 current medical establishment scientific establishment that our dna is a blueprint for building our physical body they never discuss the electromagnetic aspect of our dna but our dna acts also like an antenna it's a it's a helical structure and i understand that there are, there are monoatomic um, pure metals in in the center that act to act make this like really like an antenna and you know it, it from for a lot of reasons i you know i don't think it can possibly work the way they're telling us that it's like the ticker tape where you have ac gt and i i'll change one here and i'll do this and you know we have three 3.42 billion base pairs on our dna we share 50 percent of it with a banana well, 60% if you're a politician. But the problem is, is that we don't know what most of that DNA does. It's, they call it junk DNA because they don't understand it. So every time they tell you about this, all this precise gene editing, keep in mind, they really don't understand it. And when I actually looked into the guy who was is credited with a lot of this CRISPR technology, actually the father of CRISPR uh, DNA you know, insertion, this is what he says on his MIT website. He essentially says, well, yeah, you know, when it comes to precise insertion and things in the DNA, we can't really do that. You know, what we can do is we can do gene knockdown. We can take out a gene, but we can't really precisely insert things. Now, that's kind of a shocker from the guy who is, they had a, developed CRISPR. So then I looked to see what his, um, what his PhD was in. And his PhD was in optogenetics, meaning using wavelength to change the function of genetic material to produce a certain behavior in biologic systems. In other words, he could change nerve behavior by using wavelength. Well, that's your brain, that's you, that's your heart, that's everything. We are wavelength. And so I think that it's a that they don't want us to see our DNA as an antenna from God that gets a signal that makes us unique, that, that that's our connection. And um, I just think that's that's a better model for the world than what we've been told. And when you realize that, you realize that if if we are not really solid beings, you know, the physicists tell us it's all energy, right? If we're not solid beings, then trying to take a pill and take all this solid, you know, uh, what I want to say, medications is probably not the right answer. Ultimately, whatever we take has to affect our electromagnetic self. And I think there are things that we can do to do that. Now, there are some real things to attack and 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 I can get into the like the, the whole parasite. I have a whole rumble video called Absolutely. the parasite paradigm. And I, I would look at that because um, your friend, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about her death, but you know, they've lied to us about cancer. Um, it looks to me like cancer is parasites. There's a big German group that has a video and it, I, I excerpt it on my video, but I tell you the other bits of evidence and it's pretty overwhelming. It's just that our medical establishment doesn't want to believe it because if they really believe what I'm saying, then the whole medical, the whole pharmaceutical industry is non, you know, they're going to, they're going to lose out. Everybody's going to lose out. It's these, you can treat yourself in other words, for a lot of these things. So that's, and I think you mentioned fear. I think another big aspect that we have not really addressed as physicians and we have not really addressed in general is how fear played into what happened to us the last two years. 
the 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 presumed so the rulers of this world they love fear they love discord they fund it that you know probably they funded both sides of you know world war ii they funded world war one they did all these things they funded the bolshevik revolution um and they like us not to be uh, united as a human species they really like us to be warring with each other over trivia you know do you really believe world war one was about shooting archduke ferdinand we, we went a whole continent was torn up for that one act that's insane to think that that was that was created and and by and so once we realize that dissension is the part how are they doing it well, you know, they funded the Tavistock Institute in the early, and it's been the, these principles have been around for a long time. But the Tavistock Institute was in a, was funded by the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And if you want to look at the heart of the the so-called kind of Illuminati system, the Royal Institute of International Affairs isn't very far from the top here. It's a it's a big coordinating level. And they funded the Tavistock Institute, which was theoretically to look at shell shock in World War One. But really, what they were looking at was not just individuals. They were looking at how to mass mind control the population. In other words, and they admit that one of their programs was to figure out how to get people to agree to get into the war. Okay. Wow. The British public, for example. Well, one of their very, and one of their very fav, famous um, graduates was a guy who came over. He's the father. Um, he was the nephew of, of, of Freud, but he is the father of American advertising, uh, um, Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays. Um, and he wrote the book Propaganda. So he's not just talking about how to how to get one person to do something, you know, psychological manipulation of one person. He's talking about how to psychologically manipulate the country, the, the people, the, a population of people. And one of the one of the his, there's historic, there's lots of history and um, kind of some black occult stuff that goes along with this. You know, people have heard about satanic ritual abuse, I'm sure by now, because that's one of the things in this apocalypse that's coming out, that that children all over the world are being are being kidnapped, are being murdered in, in you know, bloodlet, uh, you know, all sorts of these bad things and and made into MK Ultra. The MK Ultra program is the program that was brought over from the Nazis to the U.S. about uh, MK Ultra mind control. Now, my former university actually was involved, got caught being involved in this, taking CIA money to do this. I mean, I don't know what that means. Are they torturing children? But the but MK Ultra was Mengele, he, he, but he didn't start it. It was started thousands of years ago. It's what they call satanic ritual abuse. You abuse a child from the time they're in the crib until they're six years old, and they you fragment their personalities. They've got this is very scientifically worked out. There's an excellent book about this by Fritz Springmeier called "How the Illuminati Create um, uh, Undetectable Mind Control Slaves." I think is the name of the book. But it's it, he goes into detail with and, and he got data from people that were actually victims and actually programmers. So he's got it from both sides. It's a very eye-opening book. But what he points out is you can you get these people to have their brain basically reconstructed you know there's a there's part it's very scientific but mangala then took and and really codified scientifically and it came over to our universities and we've been involved in it the cia's been involved in it it's all over the world there are certain cities that are hubs of this that have and if anybody's watched tv i mean they tell you about these things uh stranger things remember 11 the girl in stranger things that's what she was she was an mk ultra mind-controlled person that was what the, the 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 appearance was well 
So that's what they can do to an individual. They can fragment your mind, give you multiple personalities that war, the multiple personalities may talk to each other, may not. I mean, it's really crazy stuff, but they can, they can hide secrets. They, it's, you, they can make you into the perfect spy. They can make you into the perfect assassin. And they literally have, uh, what we are finding out is they've literally created people to be in positions of power. Now, I, I won't say this is true of Justin Trudeau, but you know what? They all have the, all the, the, the ones I notice, are, they all kind of have the same thing. They're all very, they're charming young men, mostly some women who are, who are suddenly propelled forward and they have all the money and all the, the power thrown at them and they become the, what we thought we elected. You know, that's part of it. And, and also people in positions of research, you know, I mean, I'm sure Anthony Fauci is not exactly who he says he is when you look at his records. Um, and I could name a bunch of others, but these what you can do to people you can do to civilizations so th so it's a th so think about we call it the hegelian dialectic it's you know uh, um problem reaction solution and so their solution was they wanted to give everybody this vaccine this this injection that's really not a vaccine we shouldn't say that for what and and i think it's for i think it's to murder a lot of people and to maybe control some of the rest but it's not for health if anybody at this point still thinks it's for health then show me one benefit to health of this thing and i might believe you but i can't see one and nobody's coming out with one it's all downhill from their original 95 percent safe and effective it's all been downhill since then and those of us who actually read the science way back knew that so it's not about that What's it about? Well, the idea of the Hegelian dialectic, the problems, reaction, solution is, you know the solution you want. Now you create a problem, so you get a reaction. So they created the problem, and the, in this case, they lied. They lied to you to create the problem. They so they created a problem, and they 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 claimed there was a huge new disease that was killing people, and nobody knew what it was, and and blah blah blah. And so we have to do something about it. Now there's so many ways I can prove to you that that's a lie because. They, Richard Rothschild um, has a patent. This is not, I, I, the fact checkers say this is false, 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 false. Trust me, I've run this down. It's true. 2015, he had a patent on the COVID-19 test. Now, the, the fact checkers say, oh, well, but that could be another Rothschild. Those people making something out of that's nothing. No, no, we don't care about the name. But you claim that you just came up with that name COVID-19 in December of 2019. And here we know we can go back and find it. That's the kind of thing you can find. This has been programmed for a long time. So there's 2019. So, so we created disease and got everybody afraid. And then in the fear stage, everybody became afraid. It opened up the pathway so you could give them a solution that they might not accept if they weren't afraid, which was this unknown product that they wouldn't even tell you the, the contents of that had no track record that had not really been approved and they got everybody to take it okay they got so many people not everybody so many people to take it now what i woke up to the other night kind of in the middle of the night thinking about was that that's really it they, they call it the hegelian dialectic but it's really the satanic dialectic i mean satan the prince of lies so start start with a lie and then when you make everybody, you give a, start with a lie that makes people afraid, make people afraid. And then when people are afraid, they, they, allow you, they allow these satanic forces to come in, these evil forces. That is, that is, I mean, that's not me saying that. That's a lot of other people talking about the, the principles here. And then at the end, took the satanic potion. 
I, I think people have to realize that there's a way out of this, that everybody who took that shot is not doomed. You have, but you, but just like you, you got to repent. And in this case, you've got to realize there's a way out. You've got to say, okay, I made a mistake. How do I get out of this? Do you now, know, for the first time when you're saying this, um, I know people have been repenting for taking the shot, but for the first time, I'm understanding what they're repenting for. They're repenting for allowing fear yeah. to guide a decision. Rule. That's what it is. That's, oh, I I haven't seen it so clearly until this moment. That's exactly what it is. They can't they can't control us without fear. I mean, first of all, just think about this. Probably there are less than 300 people that control, and mostly men, 300 men that control over 90% of the corporate wealth of the world. That was worked out by a Swiss economist, Gladfelter, in 2011 through a supercomputer. They looked at all the all the corporations in the world. They're like 37, in 2011, there were 37 million corporations in the world. They put them into the supercomputer. It spit out, those were owned by 147 companies. And then uh, Forbes people looked at that and they said, well, those 147 companies, they're owned by 10 banks. And then some other smart aleck on Wall Street said, well, I've looked at it and those 10 banks are actually owned by four funds, which are controlled by 150 men. Apparently women need not apply. So you got a very, 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 this isn't the 1%. It isn't the 0.1%. This is the 0.000002% of the world are running this and they never get their hands dirty. So I'm going to tell you the very first thing that we as humans of all races, color, creeds, religions, all of us, we need to realize it's it's us first. We need to quit fighting with each other and stop participating in evil. Tune sede malice. Do not assent to evil. Because here's the deal. If this is just like Eichmann didn't kill all those people in the death camps. Okay. He just made the trains run. People, the, you know, the, the really the guys on the top of this are not committing overt murder. They're just creating the weapons that you can kill each other with. It's it's the nurses and the pharmacy techs and everybody injecting everybody. OK, they get us to do their dirty work. Stop doing their dirty work. Stop participating. Stop making this worse. If we stop, their whole system falls apart. OK, that is really as simple as that. The second thing I, I think is really important is to let's help each other and let's realize that there's a way out of this. And, and the way out of this, I think, is fourfold. And that's what I said earlier. Um, you know, again, if, if there isn't a virus, viruses are, are, are taught. What would really, you know, I made a little meme and I'm not a meme maker, but it was a picture of a bunch of uh, reptilians. I'm making a joke. A bunch of reptilians having a cocktail party and they're all laughing and chuckling. And then the meme it says is, I know, I know. Let's, let's, let's kill them with, with, with poisons and EMF, but let's call it a virus. You know, and that's exactly they're having there. It's a game to these people. OK, but don't let them lie to you, because right. no matter what it is, it's a toxin. You have and been so, on the record as as saying that you do not believe in. In fact, in the uh, uh, in the feed, people know this about you. You do not uh, believe in in the, the viruses necessarily. Right. right. You think that it's. Yes. And, and I can explain that, I think, in yeah. pretty short order. You know, when you have a theory, when you have a hypothesis in science, if it, 
if, if you're supposed to make all the facts work, you're supposed to look around in the data and the real world. The idea of science is to understand the real world. So when you do that, you're supposed to look at the data points in the real world and make sure they all fit into your theory. Okay. But if you find some glaring thing that exists really in the real world and it doesn't, it's, it's in contrary to your theory, there's something wrong with your theory, not the real world. Now, what they've done is they've given you a theory that really sounds good until you really look at the data, but most people don't. Okay. The, the, the people studying PhDs in virology, they're given little tasks to work on. And most of these don't really go anywhere. I hate to say it, but most of the paid research that we fund doesn't really go anywhere. And that's how you can pull, that's how you can get away with a lot of this stuff. But here's the, here's what, and this is actually, I think what got me demonetized off Substack. Um, and I may be the only one according to Steve Kirsch, but the, uh, but 1918, the pandemic of 1918. It, it and and what, when I started looking at the pandemic, it took me down the road of what causes uh, flu, okay? What causes influenza? Do we really know? Now we're told it was a virus. We're told in fact, oh, we found some of this virus up in the Yukon and we've recreated the virus of, of influenza and we blah, 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 blah. But in turns out in 1918, for a variety of reasons, anyway, they, they sent out, they really, unlike today, by the way, they didn't even they didn't want anybody to do autopsies about covid now why would you not want to do that i mean our joke in medicine is that pathologists know everything but too late that is the first thing you do is you get pathologists on the case and you find out what's killing people right so we didn't do that but they did in 1918 william welch from uh johns hopkins and the armed forces institute of pathology sent a whole team of pathologists out to fort riley kansas this wasn't a spanish flu it was fort riley kansas is where this all started and they started autopsying the dead and these were young guys primarily military guys but around the state there were others and it turned out that at the end of time, after they did all these autopsies, they still didn't know what caused it. They said, we're not sure, okay? We can't find any consistent thing that caused this. And if you think that's just because they didn't have the technology, in 2018, a group of Chinese uh, pathologists, they got those blocks, they looked at the specimens that William Welch and those guys looked at, and they said, we still don't know what's causing it. And it never came back again like that. Now, in COVID, after a year and a half in June of 2021, a group of pathologists published a paper because they'd had it. They said, you know, this is stupid not to do autopsies. Let's see what's happening out there. They found 28 papers with a roughly about total of 360 some cases of autopsies of presumed COVID patients, people that were COVID positive, right? This is at the point they had the test, which the test was completely flawed too. But in any case, that was one of their, their requirements. And guess what? At the end of that paper, they said, in spite of all the money we've spent in this attempt to quantify the, the burden of disease around the world, we still don't know what's causing it from it's no clear case cut, cut case here after a year and a half. So to sell So but here's the story. And this is why I reject the viral paradigm in in for hundreds of years, you know, uh, and we have lots of documents to to go along with this much of which i i credit the british admiralty for so you would have flu didn't break out every year it didn't break we didn't have a winter flu season in 1600 or 1700 or 1800 we just had flu that would break out every 10 to 30 years big influenza outbreak and it, when, it, when it would break out it would break out all over the world simultaneously it wouldn't break out like 
just, you know, in one area and then go to the next area. There was no sequential thing. It was a simultaneous world breakout. So in the age of wooden ships and iron men, you couldn't travel that fast. They would even have, and this is why I say the British Admiralty in, evidence is really key because they they had the, all the logs and things that ships at sea would come down with this disease at the same time it was happening in Australia and Spain without land contact, okay? Ships all over the ocean would come down with it. What's going on here? Well, then a couple astronomers, one from Oxford, one from uh, Winnipeg, and I'm sure there are more. Now they've looked at Ebola, might be the same issue. They've looked at these people and they said, oh, it turns out those epidemics of flu, there are pandemics of flu that occurred every decade or every three decades, they were coinciding with sunspot cycles. With When the sun becomes, becomes active, it, it charges our ionosphere and we get sick. And I can explain, we can explain physically how that happens. Yes. In, in another point of reference was that the yearly flu season started after we started laying down the telegram lines. The telegram and, and the people that were working under the telegram, in fact, you guys up in Canada, there was a telegram telegram operator strike. I believe it was in 1905, but it was somewhere around there. They had a strike of in uh, Ottawa, Canada, I think, or Ottawa or Toronto of telegram operators because uh, they were all getting sick and they had working conditions they didn't like, and they went out on strike. There were lots of things going on here. It wow. turns out that they solved the problem for the telegram operators in a lot of ways. They put a long twist in the copper wire that was using in the telegram wires. Now, why would that matter? Why would that make you sick? Because this is an electromagnetic wavelength problem. Okay. This is not a virus. Influenza in Italian means influence. It doesn't mean, again, a little flying unicorn that comes out and makes people sick. But that is a great anti-human agenda to say, you're dangerous to me, I'm dangerous to you because I have these little tiny things that come out that can, ooh, who do make you sick? Right. That's not what's happening. And interestingly, who were the guys that were dying down in Fort Riley, Kansas? First of all, it was a telegram operator's school. They were sending them to World War I. They were teaching them how to be telegram operators. And secondly, they all got vaccinated. There, was crude, there were crude vaccinations that were being given at the time for other reasons, and they were the military all took them. Uh, Eleonora Bean uh, is a, was a physician who, who was a child that helped take care of the victims of the 1918 pandemic, and she pointed out that the volunteers, her church volunteers and people that weren't vaccinated, none of them even got a cold. This had nothing to do. It had to do with tox, a, 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 an electromagnetic field problem complicated by a toxic vaccine. And the third factor was aspirin Bayer company had lost its patent on aspirin and they wanted everybody to use aspirin. So they convinced all the doctors to use aspirin to bring the temperature down in these young guys. And in the diaries of the time, and I looked at a lot of things, including the diaries, including the Kansas um, Historical Society stuff, the Naval Archive stuff, a lot of different things and, 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 and old newspapers. And they all say, they all, they give you this, this, this picture, okay, that they were, the doctors were caught shoving handfuls of aspirin into the, uh, into the sick on Fort Riley, Kansas, because they were told to take the temperature down. Now in their, in their defense, they probably didn't know that aspirin caused bleeding, but the Bayer people probably did. You know, it's just like that was, that was, and so one of the things that William Welch and those guys found, the pathologists in Fort Riley, Kansas, were bloody lungs. They couldn't figure out why these guys, and the story would go, the story would go that these guys would be fairly okay. They'd be sick, but they weren't okay. And then suddenly they just start bleeding out of their mouth and they die. 
because they were got a toxic dose of aspirin and they had these lungs that had been damaged electromagnetically and then their immune system was damaged by the vaccine. It's a trifecta. And if you don't think that's happening today, just think about it. We've got the new electromagnetic frequencies that are being projected on us from 2G, 3G, 4G, and 5G. It's not just 5G. We've got, um, and and these uh, windmills that put out a probably very toxic ELF, electrolong frequency. I think that's what it stands for, the very, very long uh, wavelengths. And then we have um, a vaccine, right? And then we had a toxic drug in the hospital, remdesivir. I mean, it's the same game plan, just new people playing it. So that's why I don't believe. In other words, there is no way you can you can you can look at the influenza of 1870 outbreak or any time, and say that's a virus. It doesn't fit. And I will tell you that in old, I've got four generations of medical books in my house, and the first one to really talk about viruses is my my books. And even them back in back in the 70s, my textbooks of things, when you talk about disease transmission, they talk about parasites, they don't talk about viruses. So it's very, very interesting. This is a this is something that's been created. Again, the virus, uh, the, the enabling lie, the lie that allowed all this to happen, is the lie that there are viruses. And it, it, there's a I have a, you know, I can give an hour more complete in-depth lecture, but you can listen to Andy Kaufman or Thomas Cowan. They talk about how the, it's a fought fraud, how they they never isolate these things. And it's really, it's really well, unbelievable we'd, when we'd you take time to, to look you. at it. Something very strange happened in what you're saying. So I found out from Dr. Artis that, uh, that, that I've been diagnosed with lupus and that it's probably uh, parasites, parasites in the spleen. Right. Yes. And then I think I talked to you after that as well, clarifying that. And I was like, wow. So when I got COVID, I went on a heavy dose of ivermectin for an extended period of time to just clear clear it out. It worked no problem. COVID was no big deal for me at all. I was also on hydroxychloroquine because of being lupus. Uh, with lupus. Um, so then what's happened since then, and this is my very first time to talk about it, is I'm just not having the same lupus uh, symptoms anymore. Right. <laughs> So Isn't did I clear that the parasites out and I'm okay? I don't know. Well, I'm actually not completely. scared. <laughs> not completely. See, the reason that hydroxychloroquine didn't clear them out is you were taking it every day. So, okay. I, and if anybody wants the whole lecture, it's on my parasite paradigm on Rumble and yes. on my website. Parasite you can go paradigm. To my website, it's there too. Yeah, the okay. parasite paradigm. That's important. And, and, and I, you know, it's funny, God puts things in front of you in weird ways. So the first time I ever heard about parasites and cancer came from a Baptist preacher that I was, I was, I was speaking uh, in place of Simone Gold from AFLDS because she couldn't get on a plane. She'd been declared an enemy of the state, was on the no-flight list. And, and just apropos of, of nothing, we started talking and he was telling me how he went, before he went to MD Anderson for his throat cancer, he, he started on fenbendazole. Okay. Fenbendazole is panicure. It's one which you, which your dogs get wormed with when they go into the, or your, or your horses or cows or something. So it's a, it's an animal veterinarian medicine that we know about. And there's an underground whole society of people that have cancer that have treated it with fenbendazole. Now, so I, 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 I ran across it from him. Didn't think any more of it. Then I ran across it from artists. Then I ran across it. It's like 16 things. One of the things that really has convinced me, there's a German group that shows that Cancer is parasites, but it's not just cancer. Uh, I also ran across a guy, not Dr. McDonald. He's a pathologist in Florida, I believe. He did 10 autopsies, sequential 10 autopsies on dead MS patients. 
all of them had parasites in the brain and spinal cord. He's looked at dementia patients, Alzheimer patients. They have a, a weird parasite that's encapsulated in, in some other kind of slimy thing. It's not any one parasite that's doing this. I can tell you my own story. I would have been with you. I started having, or I would have developed cancer. So as all this started progressing, I realized, you know, I'm going to just treat my own parasites. I, I, I've decided we all have them. I'm going to treat them. Okay. And I tried to get my husband on this. Now he's on it. I couldn't get him on it at first, but now he's gone to enough meetings with me. He's heard this enough that he's getting it. He's a believer. Um, yeah. Because so in red, so I, I, I researched this and I looked at there's, Oh, here's the other thing. What are all the drugs? The first, what are all the drugs that you can't say? You know, it's like George Carlin, if I'm older, you probably don't remember George Carlin, but George Carlin was the guy who came up with the comedy routine, seven words you can't say on TV. Well, we can say all of those words on TV. No one cares. Uh, but now you can't say hydroxychloroquine, chloroquine, ivermectin, fenbendazole, nitazoxanide, and chlorine dioxide. Those are the six words you can't say on TV. There's a reason for it. Absolutely every drug that we're talking about being useful, except remdesivir. NIH had to throw in remdesivir because they wanted to kill more people, I think. I don't know why they put it on, make money. You know, their motive is I can't speak to. But they mixed it with two other drugs. One was ivermectin and one was nitazoxanide. Now, nitazoxanide is one that nobody had ever heard of before. I started talking about it, I think. I didn't know about it. I started using it or heard, heard about it because of Kerimade. She was talking about the Hydra and what they use to get rid of Hydra is nitazoxanide. And I think that's key for what we're dealing with here. So, so I just to treat my own parasites, that was the first drug I started on nitazoxanide. Now, up until then, I had had progressive night sweats for five years. And we in medicine, when we think of night sweats now, yeah, it can be hormones, but I'd already gone through that. I'd already treated that. I, it's not my hormones. That's not what's going on here. I had five years of progressive night sweats to the point that the last couple of years, I'd been soaking the sheets almost every night, you know, and you see that with TB, you see that with cancer, um, you know. That's kind of what you think about when you hear that story, but I didn't have any evidence of anything else. So what's going on? But I took three days of nitazoxanide, gone, because it was parasites. And now the reason that you can't get rid of them just with what you were on with the hydroxy, and this is why hydroxychloroquine works for lupus, by the way, but why it doesn't keep working. It doesn't make, it, it benefits you at first, then it stops benefiting you. And the reason is because they don't cycle it. So when you do the parasites, you've got to cycle this because you kill the stuff in the gut, but then you have stuff insisted in you all over the body. And that's not getting out because what, what happens is you have to, when you kill the stuff in the gut, those mother parasites put out a hormone that keep the little things, babies insisted. When they go away, suddenly you release these things out of the cyst and then you have to kill them again but that won't work if you stay on the drug. You need to, you need to go off of it. So I have a pro program where I use, for me, I, I started out at three days on and five days off, three days on and five days off. And the one, I also, if you're on my Rumble channel, you'll, you'll find out how to screw this up because uh, we didn't have any problem until we went on vacation. This is when my husband, I got him on doing this too. We went on vacation and what happened was uh, we kind of got, we, we went down to a wedding in Arizona. We were two weeks gone and we weren't paying attention. We went too long on the off time. Now, if you go too long on the off cycle, when you're not taking the medication, what happens? More and more of these baby little parasites hatch out and pretty soon you've got a lot of these parasites out in your body swimming around. Then when you take the medicine, Katie bar the door, you get, you get 
all these dead parasites suddenly. And no surprisingly, your body doesn't like to be filled with dead parasites. You get an allergic reaction, your eyes are water, you, oh my God, it's no fun. So I called it the holiday Herxheimer. It was a Thanksgiving and I said, don't, don't give, it's called a Herxheimer reaction for the medical people out there, they know it. And, and we used to see it in the old days treating syphilis because people who'd come in and they get penicillin for syphilis, if they had a huge load of the syphilitic uh, organism, they get, they get this. But I can tell you all about it, but it won't kill you. It just makes you want, want to die maybe, but that's it. And so these German guys showed that, that everybody with cancer has parasites. So we have been lied to big time. And by the way, I'm just telling you, I'm not suicidal. Right. I was just uh, going to say I don't, that. Don't, uh, yeah, I know. Don't, if anything happens to and me, you're I not am not suicidal, suicidal. right? Yeah. Well, because this is the biggest be, scam going, the, the raising money constantly for cancer. You know what I mean? This a is a scam. huge industry. Who wants that to end? But, but you know, again, what's cancer been in the background? In at the biggest, one of the biggest benefits of cancer in the background is fear, right? Fear. They got us all oh, doing all these checkups and worrying all the time whether you got cancer stuff. It's fear. Once we get knowledge, you know, my people will die for lack of knowledge. Once you have knowledge, you don't have to be afraid. Now you just take action. And you take action just like, you know, you got to start locally with yourself. You take action against, so you're healthy. Um, I can't tell people to take chlorine dioxide, but I don't take any, any of these. Everyone always asks me, well, when you go on a trip, do you take ivermectin or anything? I said, no, I don't take that. I'm on chlorine dioxide. And chlorine dioxide is the most perfect. It's the universal antidote. They don't want us to know that. Now, here's the problem in Canada. They, you're, you, you got to guys have got to get rid of your, your Uber Lords because they don't even want you to import the crystals to make it. Even though every bit of food you get off the, in the grocery store in Canada has been industrially treated with chlorine dioxide. What the heck? You see the point? They're using it. They know it works. It's not a toxic chemical. If used appropriately, it's, it's the, it's the, so I just take a little of that every day. I have a little, little thing right now. I'm just drinking it. I just make it up in a water bottle and, okay. and you don't make it in metal. You make it in glass or plastic. I, I have a protocol about how I do it on my site. Again, I would never tell anybody else to do it because when you do that, they put you in jail like Bishop Grennan. He was a, he's a missionary. He's been in jail with his sons for three years, simply by reporting on the benefit of this stuff. So um, there's a magic there's magic. There is magic in the and world, and there are where, some things we have. Can we, we get all this stuff? Uh, I I do not even know. Like chlorine dioxide. Can I go to the store and buy that? Can I get nido? Yeah, not as much. So I tell you that on my site where to okay. get this stuff. See, okay. you, now, yeah, you know, We're a doctor could write you a prescription for nidazoxanide, and I use three things on my parasite protocol. I use nidazoxanide, I use uh, I, I use ivermectin, and I use fenbendazole. Now, you can get fenbendazole down at the at the feed store where you where you get your horse stuff. You know, okay. um, it's and the same. The problem is that. Um, as, as time goes on, the government's going to clamp down more and more. And I, I think that the, and, and again, this goes along with my feeling is that we have to understand there are universal principles at work here. We can treat ourselves with these universal principles and we don't need to have a precise understanding of the reason I feel bad today. I wonder if it's flu or I wonder if it's measles or I wonder if it's, you know, I ate something or I went, doesn't matter. You got the universal antidote. You got your parasites taken care of. You got your supplements because we also know about deficiency diseases. So I've got a whole, you can read about my theory about that on my website. That's under the shop because 
that that supports the war effort but i but i do have and i don't know if we even shipped to canada so this isn't an ad but the but i i used to do like most people do when they're trying to do supplements i do uh in a you know, a pill here and a pill there, just like you're treating heart disease as a physician, right? That's not the way to do it. You have to have, a, we have 90 essential nutrients that we need. You have to have a balanced nutritional supplement. So now I do it with some liquids and powder stuff. It's really easy and I can get my, you know, it works, you know, it's good. It's for compliance when you get your husband to do it. Husbands yes. are the most recalcitrant of the met of they? people. They won't take it, right? They won't take yes. the pills. I wasted my time. I wasted months of my life filling pills for him that he never took. So now I get him on a drink. That that works out. Um, you know, and then EMF protection. And I have that also. There's if if anybody wants to watch now, there's lots of people that talk about electromagnetic frequencies and stuff, and it's all very confusing. I think it's actually pretty straightforward now. Um and there's more we're learning all the time, but there's a principle. Again, there's a principle here. And the issue, the principle that's in play is that the closer you have to you, the mitigation device, it doesn't matter about the power so much. In other words, a huge tower, you think, how could a thing on my, like my wristwatch, how could a thing the size of my wristwatch make a difference to that huge tower over there? And the answer is the inverse square law. That's far away, and this is very close. And so we know that things that are closer uh, have orders of magnitude more power, and it makes a it makes a field around you, and it's it's about field. So you're protection. saying you we should keep lead. our phones away from us, like? Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I think I'm uh, guilty. I I constantly have well, them close, you know. I a simple thing, and I'll see if I have this right now. No, I don't. I thought I had my my EMF meter. I got an EMF meter because I have a bad habit. Yes. I really like to read my phone in bed because it doesn't wake anybody up. You know, I can read it. Uh, not, and I'm hooked on reading Telegram and things. Anyway, in fact, join me on my Telegram channel. It's Freedom Doc. It's <laughs> okay. With a pink. Are, it's are, got is a it pink under Dr. Lee e. Merritt on Instagram? Yeah, no, it's Freedom Doc, and it's it's oh, me. Freedom it's got Doc. my name too, but you find it under Freedom Doc, and it's a pink got background. It. This uh, high school girl drew this for me with a plague mask, doctor, a plague doctor, all in the big snout mask. But right. if you, t I, what I did is I took my phone and I put the EMF monitor right on my chest, and then I measured it, and it was too high. Okay. So then I took my, and then I just left the monitor here and I started moving my phone farther and farther away. And I discovered if you get it one arm length away, it measures zero. So just take oh. the, do the simple expedient, just move so it an arm length away from you. Away. It's simple. Yeah. There you go. You've done okay. it. <laughs> and, uh, your right, routers are the that. dangerous part. Yeah, <laughs> I can still kind of check my Twitter and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you kind of, I have a, I have a little stand and I can see exactly. if you text me, but it's, it's an arm length away. Uh, and then, um, you know, the other thing is it's your router is your dangerous thing in the house. That is the worst part of EMF, you know, in the house and smart meters. So um, if you go to, if you go on my website on the top left on a computer, it's, it has this link to EMF saw. And I, like I say, I've looked at a lot of different companies. I like them because they have biologic assay that they work. It's that simple. I mean, they show, they take a router and they show that a router will cause bread to prematurely mold, but then they put their mitigation stuff underneath it and they don't tell you what's in it, but they put it underneath there and it doesn't mold now. So for me, I use their whole house. I, you know, it isn't, you can't, you can't put lead around yourself or copper or anything like that around. It won't work because it's all around you and it gets into your, it, it like resonates, it changes the, it, it's in your walls, it's in your electrical wiring. So they put these things on your, like fuse on your fuse box coming in the house 
and you can have these i take with me when i'm traveling they have a couple of these things that are room mitigators and i take two of those when i'm traveling when i go to a hotel i don't let them put me on the top floor because that's where the 5g towers are be down a few floors okay you know i used to not want to be on the ground floor just for security but i also don't want to be on the top floor so i want to be right in the middle somewhere and i have these i put one in the bathroom i put one by my bed and and i'm not i don't get sick traveling anymore now here's this is the this is a point that I should make that's really important because people will say if there's no viruses how do you get sick in the winter and I want to explain this because once you learn this you won't get sick in the winter if you do things right okay well I can't promise you won't get sick but you you're going to cut it down so here's here's the deal and I actually I credit Larry Polevsky of the five docs um one of our Sherry Tenpin and that group where we all talk about this and we were at a meeting one time together and I said oh we we're having breakfast I said oh, and he came around to this before I did and I said okay Larry I'm with you I've moved over to this side that there are no viruses now tell me about the winter flu season or the winter death season what's causing it and here's and he got me started now I've done more research on it since then and I, I kind of understand the, the biophysiology here but it it has to do with the fact that uh, in the winter, of course, the sun goes down early. Now we were lied to another lie in medical school. They told us you aren't plants. You don't get sun directly into you to do any good. You know, you're, you know, that's for plants. No, that's not true. It turns out that every cell in our body is like a battery. And the way that you get rid of toxins in the body is you use that electromagnetic gradient to get rid of toxins. So you have to keep your batteries charged to get rid of toxins. Now, in order to do that, it turns out infrared and near infrared wavelength are what charge your batteries. You can do some by food and internally, but you get a lot of it from the sun. So when you go out in the summer, we all get charged up, literally. Grandma was right when she said, get some rest, get your batteries charged. When we get in the summer, we go out, we get a lot of sun, we get charged up. We can work long hours, no problem, because we got a lot more energy and we can expel the toxins. Now, fall comes. Now we're now we're inside. It's colder. We're not getting outside as much. So our our batteries are starting to get discharged. And as they get as they you know and they're continuing to get discharged over the winter till next summer. But what do we do? We turn on our electric lights whereas my grandparents and their you know in that generation and beyond, they all lived by the sun cycle. In fact, when I was a kid, we still lived in farm country. We still lived by the sun cycle. When the sun went down, you went to bed. You know, you didn't go. You didn't go to bed at ten o'clock at night in the summer, in the in the winter. You went to bed at eight thirty or nine. You know, and even then, you know, you were might be in bed earlier and just reading. People did not live these long hours. This is electric light phenomena in modern society. So we're staying up late. We're cleaning the house. The kids are coming for Christmas. We're packaging up things. I mean, we are expending more energy than we have. And in that, and because there's a a difference of energy now we don't have enough energy to, to charge our cells and we're not and our batteries are discharging and we can't get rid of toxins so the most toxic among us die that's what's happening in the winter you know the people that are the we, we think of them as old and frail but they're anybody that doesn't have a good immune system that really discharges their batteries can't get rid of toxins is going to die that's the ultimate end that makes so sense. it makes a lot of sense and i'm telling you so what how do we counter that one is, and I heard Suzanne Summers, who's, you know, the great guru of, uh, 
you know, non-medical, she's not a physician or anything, but yeah, she's written all these books on how to healthy aging and, and, um, you know, she's right. I mean, she's, I met her at an anti-aging meeting. She's smart down. She's really right about this stuff. But I remember her talking about as, it, as the sun starts to go down, she starts lighting candles in the house and she starts to go down and they, they start turning off the electricity. They don't have a, you know, don't have a TV or electrical devices in your bedroom. You need to live by the sun cycle. Now, one of the things you can get, which is really helpful, is an infrared sauna. Infra, when, when, even without knowing any of this stuff, we started, when COVID came out, we didn't know what was going on at first. My husband and I, every night we got in the infrared sauna, we never got sick. It was when we stopped doing that the next winter that we started having a problem, but now we don't anymore because we're doing other things. But yeah, infrared saunas, and you can buy these cheap ones. You can it, go into just before I had an infrared sauna, I would just go down. Uh, I was working out in a gym and I'd just go and get a tan. You know, the dermatologists want to tell you, oh, tans are bad. Those tanning booths are bad. No, no, no. If you're under 15, they're bad. If you're an adult, you can go in a tanning booth a couple times, three times a week. It's not going to hurt you. And then, and, and be reasonable about it. But that wow. really makes a difference. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, a good that Valentine's really a gift. My husband was just saying, I don't know what to get you. An you infrared know. sauna. <laughs> I like it now. It kind of sounds expensive. Is it like, do you have to get, a, I mean, is it like well, there's a two ways. or a lying down thing? Well, you can do, depends on, depends on whether you want the, the sexy version or the, 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 the no, no, the uh, no frills. No you frills. Can have a, I saw a thing at a meeting, this Florida meeting, they were selling these tents and they were literally an infrared tent. So you just put them around your body and you got infrared and you got it at a, and you got, there was something else Lovely. that did, but just, they were about $1,500. Now I think we bought our infrared sauna for $2,500. So they're, right. you know, they're not cheap, but they're not the worst. I don't know what right. they run now. But it really helps you and you go It in really helps. Yeah. It really helps. But short of that and, and the other thing, but short of that, again, you, you, you don't, in the days before all that, the answer was go to bed earlier. Don't try to extend your days artificially in the winter with artificial lights. There's a good book called, um, lights out by T.S. Wiley. She's a, she's a big, um, anti-aging hormone person, got the Wiley library of medical information. And again, no initials behind her name, no medical formal training, but just decided she didn't like menopause and she started learning everything. And she stumbled across this as being a big thing. And I think she's right. Uh, we have to, um, you know, we have, we are, we are cyclic beings. We're not meant to be up, you know, all now some people don't need as much sleep as others. I grant that, but don't, don't fight your body. You know, if you need, I need nine hours of sleep. That's my, I, I do great on nine hours of sleep a night and Einstein slept 12 hours. So, you know, maybe there's something to it. Your brain needs to relax. I don't know, but, um, whatever you need, don't, don't extend past where you're feeling good. And right. that's it. That's how you, that, and, that, and that's, that's supplementation. So those are the four things. Treat your parasites. You know, I like the, uh, the universal, oh, there's a very good video by an ICU nurse and he, he was like me about chlorine dioxide. He thought this sounds too good to be true. How could this really be true? Yeah. So unlike me, I guess I was lazy. He actually researched all the literature. I mean, he, and he made a great video. It's in four parts. You, even if you don't get to the fourth part, I'm telling you, you'll be convinced you watch this video. It's called universal antidote. And it's, I've got a, it's on my talk. When I give you the talk on parasites, I think I talk about that or on something yep. else, but it's, it's really, and that's uh, he's on your right. Website. Yeah. Yep. So antidote or antitoxin, parasite. You're saving parasite. the world. 
Like I am loving this. We're, I could we're just trying. listen to you all day for hours. <laughs> we're trying. Literally, I'm so excited about what you're presenting. I think, I think you're bringing health. You know, well, I let think me you're add changing one more people. About, yeah. yeah, thank you. I let me add one more about the vaccine issue okay. because here's Please. there's some specific issues with that. If you've taken the vaccine recently, one of the things that happens, you know, we saw these people that would get clots and die right away, or they'd start bleeding right away, and one of the things that people have noticed is when they look at the blood of vaccinated people, it has this rouleau formation where all the red cells, instead of being just freely around, they're kind of in these strings, right? That's called rouleau formation. And I researched how that happens. I mean, how do we get, how do we keep our cells from not doing that? And the answer is electrons. We have negative charges in our plasma, in the inside of our arteries and our veins and in, all around all those blood cells to keep everything repelling each other. That's what happens. Now, these guys, these psychopaths, they knew about this and they they just did it anyway. Because I, I went down the basic science literature for years that stopped in 2018 because they knew they were going to deploy it. But before 2018, these researchers said, oh, these cationic lipids, we just can't get over the toxicity of them. And here's why, because the cationic lipids suck up electrons as they go through your bloodstream. They suck up electrons. Now, as it turns out, we have a way of replacing it. And again, I'm not telling you this to sell a product. I just have used this stuff myself for 15 years unrelated to this. I had no idea this would ever come to this kind of an issue, but I just thought it was a good anti-aging point that it's a, it's a great anti, it, 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 antioxidant. It really helps oxidative stress. It's called carbon 60. Now, Greska is a, I, I've gotten to know Bob Greska pretty well through this. He's the guy that developed a way of making carbon 60. You've probably heard of shungite, that Russian, um, mineral that seems to be magnetically interesting or something and people yeah. wear it on their wrists and it's supposed to ward off things well shungite is carbon 60 but it's only small amounts of it in this stone whereas he's made pure carbon 60 it has six it's like a buckyball it's 60 atoms of carbon and it donates electrons so when it goes through your bloodstream it reverses the low formation it's super absorbable you got women that lost their hair after covid run it in rub it into your scalp you'll get it into your system I take a I take a dropper full a day, but you could put it on your face. You can do anything you want. It is. Do uh, you, you know, sell this? Do you sell this? On I, your I have it on my website. Yeah, do, I do. Good. Help, well, help I support think the war we effort. Need to go but, there. Yep, good. Yeah, but um, but it's uh, a uh, it's it's really awesome, and there it takes out heavy metals. Um, it, there's just a lot of stuff it does. I think everybody, I you know, now that's not the it's, it's not as cheap as some other things, but you know we. We try that you can get cheaper stuff, but here's the problem sometimes with the cheaper stuff. It's it, they don't it, the way they make it. I mean, Bob, Bob was a Bob is really a nanocarbon chemist. I mean, he's a real industrial chemist and he used to work for the aeronautical uh, businesses doing carbon stuff. And he figured out a way. It took him three years in his own lab. He figured out a way to do this without using toxic substances like toluene and benzene and the alluents that 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 are left behind when these some of these other products are made. And I'm not bad mouthing the other products. I'm just saying I don't know of any other one that's made this way. That's why I just and what that you and I can tell you by how he does it. I stand by it. He yeah. accidentally uh, when he was using the powdered form. He was in his lab at, by his house like for six or eight hours or something. And we went to walk out of the lab. He he looked, he opened the door and it was all this gray haze everywhere. And he, he realized that he had been inhaling carbon 60 for probably six or eight hours. And I said, well, 
how much did you think you got? And he said, I think the equivalent of about 300 bottles. <laughs> In fact, and he said, he, I said, how did you feel? He says, I felt great. He said, the only thing that happened is I kind of pooped out these little carbon bricks for about three days. But that is also, you see, good information because that's probably, I mean, it doesn't come out in your urine. It's, it's very non-toxic. It, it goes, it goes away. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. This is toxic. Now, um, there's somebody that says it was, oh, it's toxic stuff, but it, it's the not, it's not the carbon 60 that's toxic. It's those eluents. So you want to avoid the eluents. You want to avoid the chemicals that are made with some brands to make this, but his is, his is not that. So right. I believe in it. Wow, so that's that... a little something different. But that is phenomenal. Um, I think everyone needs to see Parasite Paradigm, right? That's your video um, yeah. on all of this. And go to your website. And uh, it's been underneath your name the whole time, if everybody's wondering how to get, because people are wanting to know how they can contact you or, or you know, follow up on what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's the best thing is themedicalrebel.com. And on Telegram, I try to, I, I put a lot of, I used to just put medicine, medical information on Telegram. Now I, now I'm slip. I, I still put all the, in, the stuff I think is important to, to, to news about stuff that's medical I put in there. So it's kind of my, my, my filing system. So you can get it too. But the other thing is I'm starting to put in stuff that I just think is totally interesting. So we'll see but how this comes out. But uh, I will say one other thing, hyperbaric oxygen. If you've got long haulers or you're not feeling well, uh, get, find somebody that does hyperbaric oxygen. That, that's, and if it, and honestly, um, you know, we can't spend money on everything. I would love to have a hyperbaric oxygen uh, tent in my house. You can get these small ones that you can just sit in, um, but it's super for COVID and anything, dementia, you know, there's nothing in your life that doesn't get better with oxygen, with better oxygenation. So. Wow. Yeah. And, and were you just saying that, that you should get some sort of oxygenation apparatus? Right. Now you can get like, like there are ozone clinics that give you oxygen through a different method. That's, yep. that's fine. But there are these, like my friend in uh, Okaboji, Iowa, it's called aeronautics. And they have, I think they have like 12 or 16 hyperbaric oxygen tents all different they have they have a single lay down they have a double lay down they have a you know you can go in with <laughs> they have sitting up ones i have a picture TV. of somebody with his dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows Get about the off. double one but Put the i don't TV want to know what goes on there. then we're getting all the emf i don't know if we're getting anything off yeah uh, <laughs> we got to find a way to balance it oh oh dr lee you're you're really a treasure to this planet and i i'm i'm so grateful for everything you've shared some of it is so scary, uh, starting off at the beginning with these globalist elites, what we're really up against. Um, and we are seeing, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson even having uh, segments on, really, we're seeing these unidentified flying objects. We're seeing all kinds of things, and they're starting to let it out. You know, yeah, they there's are so much we out. don't know. There's so much we don't know about what's going on. And yeah. every day, I'm but surprised. But the exciting part is... This has been going on for millennia, and we may be the generation that takes it down. Nice. That's the point. Everybody yeah. get in the fight. We're going to take our world back. We are going to be the generation that sees this come to an end. This I We've been in, under the pharaohs long enough. Let's just be free people again. Oh, 
Absolutely. Okay, we have to get you on a lot sooner than uh, leaving a long time in between when you come on. Thank you so much for blessing well, us. Thank Everybody's you. gonna go and visit your website. I definitely want to see Parasite Paradigm um, because personally, I you know I think that's very important. And um, and I I just thank you and God bless you and God protect you and we know you're thank not you suicidal. Much. May you yes, be completely I'm well <laughs> as you give the truth to the world and you fight back. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. Thanks God for bless. all you do. Thank you, Dr. Lee. That's a hero right there. That is a hero. I love her. I love this job because I get to interview all these incredible people and, uh, you know, bring the goods and then bring it to you. So guess, guess where you won't see any of that? CBC, CTV, CNN, MSNBC. Global TV in Canada, nope, you're not going to see any of that. Uh, the National's not going to cover it. The Fifth Estate probably won't cover it. 2020 probably won't even put their efforts into bringing you good news like that. But right here on the Laura Lynn Live show, we are going to tell you the truth. And we're going to have the people that know how to do it. Um, God bless that woman. God bless her. She is a beautiful soul. Really, she is. Check out her website. Go and see those videos on Parasite Paradigm. And, you know, hey, I'm thinking Valentine's Day. Get me one of them, uh, what do you call it? Infrared uh, spa, like the deluxe version. I just lie there for hours. Get one for my feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less expensive, right? A tiny one. Okay. <clears throat> so um, before we go, before we let you go, we have some things that are very important going on in Canada and we do not want to miss that. JT's wanting to make sure that we get to it. Um, so there's a Canadian senator, uh, David Adams, Richard. He rips apart Bill C-11. Listen to this. One night after my reading at Harborfront in Toronto, two people approached me. One was the great Irish writer Roddy Doyle, telling me he had long admired my work. The other was the First Nation writer Richard Wagmus, telling me he started writing because he was influenced by my work. Both were very kind, lived thousands of miles apart, one Irish and one First Nation, and the writing had little to do with identity politics, but it did have much to do with identifying. I do not know who would be able to tell me what Canadian content is and what it is not, but I know it won't be in the Minister of Heritage's power to ever tell me. We have yet to make a great movie about hockey, for God's sake, a great movie about Juno Beach, a great movie about Dieppe, or a movie about the young Canadians fighting to death in Hong Kong. Our ancestors and singers and writers, too, have gone away because they had to, for too many in power have no knowledge about these things. We have filled the world with our talent, but not because of the Minister of Heritage. We have spread our books and movies across the world, but it is not because of some formula. We have insulted so many of our authors and singers, our actors and painters, by not paying attention to them and then claiming them when they go somewhere else. They come back to get the Order of Canada and to be feted at Rideau Hall. Drake is known worldwide, but not because of the CRTC. Thank God Drake was not up to them, or Leonard Cohen, or Gordon Lightfoot either. You see, we have gone back to the age of Cicero without even knowing in that age, scapegoating was considered a blessing and mob action against one person was considered justice. It was Christ actually who taught us that scapegoating was a great lie and pleaded with us by his death never to return to that state. This law will be one of scapegoating all those who do not fit into what our bureaucrats think Canada should be. Stalin again will be looking over our shoulder when we write. 
We have come a long way from Cicero. Thank you very much. Wow, here, here. Bill C-11, the internet censorship law. Uh, they feel that they can control everything that you're going to be consuming, uh, what you get to watch, what you don't get to watch. And uh, our world was created for our freedom. And if it is not, um, you know, evil, and if it is not against good principles of good conduct and the good book, the Bible, if it's not against that, I believe that ultimately we absolutely have to have our freedom. Now, another shocking video, Carol Bennett, the Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, had this to say about MAID, medically All assisted. of the assessors and providers for MAID are purposely trained to eliminate people that are suicidal. And so this is for... Wow. Purposely trained to eliminate those who are suicidal. Wow, thank you. We're not suicidal here. Um, Canadian COVID-19 vaccine manufacturer Medicago Inc. Uh, is going to shut down. What is going on there? So... I'll just read it. We're not doing the video, right? So after 24 years in operation, a Quebec-based drug manufacturer that produced a Canadian COVID-19 vaccine and other plant-based drugs is closing. Parent company Mitsubishi Chemical Group announced... Oh, go down. Oh, skip this. Yeah, last year, Health Canada approved Medicago's plant-based COVID-19 vaccine. Covifens... Covifens, for adults aged 18 to 64. The vaccine was meant to be administered in two doses. The clinical trials showed it was 71% effective in preventing COVID-19 infection beginning one week after the second dose. In October of 2020, before the vaccine was approved, the federal government penned a deal to buy up to 76 million doses of the drug. In addition to providing $173 million in funding to support the vaccine's development, and the construction of a new Quebec City manufacturing plant. Medicago had been preparing to launch commercial-scale production of the vaccine, but its parent company announced Friday it would cease all of its operations, citing changes to the COVID-19 vaccine landscape. Global demand for COVID-19 vaccines and Medicago's challenges in transitioning to commercial-scale production. The group judged that it was not viable to continue to make further investment in the commercialization of Medicago's development products and decided to cease all of its operations at Medicago and proceed with an orderly wind-up of its business and operations. Yeah, so, so this is kind of shocking. How do you see that, JT? Oh, push the button. Push your little mic there so we can hear you. Right. People aren't buying the vaccines. Shut her down. I think we're in full agreement then, right? Nobody wants your dumb vaccines. So upwards and onwards. It's, it's actually really good news then. Uh, so there's this spy, Chinese spy uh, balloon that is uh, hovering over the United States. I have no idea how do they get to do that. Like, if we were hovering our um, a spy balloon over anywhere else, what would happen? They would. 
they would uh what planet is that shoot shoot it down look at people looking at that there's the moon We're looking at it like, what planet what is, that? is that? What planet is that? Well, apparently it's a, a spy thing. And have they actually confirmed that it's from China? That's what they're saying, right? That, that it came over Canada as well. And why is this being allowed to just, you know? Okay, well, here. Uh, this is U.S. military response when asked about the Chinese spy balloon. Position of the balloon classified? Uh, Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour -hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand I'm being convenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public is over certainly their state? has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. I mean, yeah. Well, look up and see where it is. Uh, we're not uh, we're not going to do anything about it. Uh, I heard that maybe they're worried about shooting it down, and that you know they're uh, that it'll fall and hurt people. Oh, or it's oh okay, yeah. It's full of a new virus. They're they're wanting us to shoot it down, so we're not going to. You take your virus back. I don't know what to do, but there should be a big fan up there pushing that thing. Like, go lasso it with a plane, right? Send a fighter jet up there, lasso it, pull it out of there. Why? Why is this allowed to happen? What, what's happening? What are they determining? Can they see us? Like, do they want to see what our patterns are? How we go to work and stuff? I don't want people knowing all of that. I, I don't know. I, I am completely baffled by this. Okay, so... Um, Glenn Beck makes an interesting point about the spy balloon. What does he have to say? So the Chinese spy balloon, Glenn Beck says, is coincidentally hovering at the necessary altitude for an EMP attack. I doubt that's what it is, but it's gathering some very disturbing intelligence. China can fly something like this over America, and Biden will do nothing. This is weird, isn't it? It's just plain weird. Now, um, did I hear wrong? Because I thought Biden was wanting to take it down, and it was actually, he, he was told, well, we can't because it'll fall, like it, it could be dangerous to blow it up. I mean, I thought Biden was wanting it down, I heard. Who knows, but the former president? Okay, well, Donald Trump actually weighs in on the spy balloon situation. What does he have to say? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a spy balloon from China. It's a Chinese spy balloon. And when I first heard about that, I thought Rosie O'Donnell and Stacey Abrams must have joined the Chinese military spy balloons, but that's not what happened. And the spy balloon apparently is higher than Hunter Biden. It's an incredible thing. And what is happening? We need to shoot that bad boy down. If I was your president, I would have called up President Xi and I would have said, listen, Xi, Winnie the Pooh. I call him Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to shoot down this balloon. And he would have said, please don't do that. And I said, you know what? 
we're going to do it. We're shooting down the balloon. We have to shoot it down right now. It's a national security threat, and Sleepy Joe is asleep at the wheel. It's a disgrace. <laughs> shoot down the balloon. It's what we have to do. <laughs> oh, that guy is great. Oh, my gosh. You know, how did they get Donald Trump's voice right into this guy? I mean, that's, uh, oh, that is just fantastic. Well done. Oh, keep that coming. All right. We want to hear more from, from Donald Trump on issues that matter. Uh, one more, uh, Pfizer Director Jordan Tristan Walker. Okay. He has concerns over COVID vaccines and women's health. Isn't this the guy that was on the Project Veritas? More footage. He has concerns, okay, over the COVID vaccines and women's health. Well, irregular about their menstrual cycles, so people have to investigate that down the line. Yeah. Well, because that is a little concerning. The vaccine shouldn't be interfering with that, so we don't really. It, it shouldn't? It shouldn't, my God. But is it? There's something happening, but we don't know if it's real. Well, I mean, you're a urologist, so you must understand, like, what's going on with it, right? Like, well, that's why I understand that it's weird. I hope we don't find out that, like, there's somehow this mRNA, like, lingers in the body, and then, like, has... Because, what it has to be impacting something hormonal stuff. They impact menstrual cycles? Yeah, or, like, the entire next generation is, like, super f***ed up. Could you imagine the scandal? Oh, my God. I'd be, I'd take Pfizer off my resume. Hmm. Could you imagine the scandal? Oh, that poor man, right? All right, I think we're done. Uh, my name is Laura Lynn Tyler-Thompson. Thank you so much for joining us every single day. Go to our website, laurelynn.tv. As I say, you're not going to see none of this stuff. None of it, all right? None of it is going to be either uh, in... Oh, yeah, yeah, we want to um, talk about Trozy. Uh, you won't be seeing any of this on mainstream media because they don't cover the truth, and we do. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you go to our website, laurelin.tv, there's a little donate button. Um, it means so much to us. Anything you could do. If you could become a monthly partner, that is awesome. You know, it, it, it will, um, you know, there's an easy way to do that, and you'll be able to support us ongoing. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, it means the world to us, large or small. It helps to keep these lights on. You can't see the lights on in here, but they do help to make me look a little bit better so that it's palatable for all you out there. Um, we appreciate it. Our small, tiny team does our best to work very hard every day to bring you all of this content. And uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, what an incredible woman. So we appreciate that. You can also snail mail us. There's an address there, Box 48184, New Westminster, British Columbia. Uh, I know this box number because it's the same backwards and forwards. So that helps me to remember that box number, 48184. You got a little tickle in your throat there? Okay. Um, now, Dr. Trozy, they have their event going on, so please do not miss it. I think it's very soon, isn't it? It's like February 4th and 5th, so guys, that's tomorrow. It's at the Toronto Sheraton Centre. Tickets are on sale at vaxjustice.org. Look at the lineup. That is fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I wish I was anywhere near there to just go and take that all in and make a day of it and go with my girlfriend or, or my boyfriend, my husband, and uh, hang out with you. I meant with you. I don't have a boyfriend. I meant with you. I No, it was like I was looking at you when I said I'd go with my boyfriend. I mean, to see if you were paying attention. So, I mean, what a day. I, I think this is fantastic. Like, just go together, you know. 
uh, make it uh, make it something fun and also learning. I mean, Dr. Trozzi is so amazing. Dr. Charles Hoff, Dr. Um, Chris Shoemaker will be there. Dr. Paul Alexander. These are absolutely incredible people who change the world one day at a time. Do you guys? I love the new snow. Uh, it just snowed here a couple of days ago, and so we got this epic shot. It was actually Shane that took this, and it looks so good. And you've got a really good little camera. So I like it. I like it very much. Judgment and salvation. <clears throat> oh, Christine Anderson, um, she will be in Calgary February 18th. Um, I am going to make it out there to go and see her. It's going to be an epic time. Oh, an update on um, Pastor Archer. You want to put your thing up? They finished today. Ezra was told to stop live tweeting, and they tried to explain the difference between live streaming and live tweeting. Ezra and was told to stop live tweeting? Yeah, but he said, <laughs> I'm not live streaming, and you're allowed to live tweet. You're not allowed to live stream. But yeah. the judge and the security guards didn't understand the difference between live streaming and live and tweeting. tweeting because he has laptop open. Oh. So there's confusion there, but then the judge is going to call the lawyers tomorrow to go through some things, but then they're going to do a verdict, he thinks, in March. Okay, so the verdict on Pastor Arter Pulowski, yeah, probably coming down and in the March. The prosecutor was intentionally mispronouncing his name as Paluski, the whole trial, Paluski. Wow, what a scumbag. Yeah. Okay, well, after speaking so eloquently... Uh, about that. Um, let's go to the word and keep Pastor Arter in your prayers that he would be exonerated. <clears throat> and also that Ezra doesn't face consequences for live tweeting. <laughs> we love you, Ezra. Keep going. Um, <clears throat> I want to read to you from Isaiah 65 today. Verse 1 I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation that did not call on my name, I said, here am I, here am I. All day long I have held out my hands to an obstinate people. I wonder if that's how God feels today about our nation. I wonder if he looks at us and says, I have done everything I can to show you the righteous path that when you make good decisions and when you do what is right good things come to you when you make decisions that are harmful that are evil that are corrupt when you accept bribes when you deceive people only evil can come to your life and to your path it is very shocking to me that there must be no fear of God in any of these leaders that we are seeing at the top of the realm. No fear of God, as if they are all-powerful. I think that God at times will give people enough room to hang themselves, to give them opportunity to turn back, to turn around, to repent. But if they do not, the ultimate judgment after death will come to every single one of us. And for those who have not done what is good, they'll be in trouble. So this does say, an obstinate people 
who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations. Who does that sound like? Wow, I mean, when you consider this was written like 4,000 years ago, at least 2,000, probably, it might be actually 2,500 years ago. Because I think Isaiah was around a few hundred years before Jesus. So that would be about 2,500 years ago. To people who continually provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick, who sit among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil, eat the flesh of pigs and whose pots hold broth of impure meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too sacred for you. Such people are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all day. See, it stands written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will pay back in full. I will pay it back into their laps, both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord. God is an awesome God. He loves those who seek him, pursue him, walk in holiness. But if we do not have the fear of God and we continue in a life of vain pursuits for our own egos, for what we think our agendas should be, for the gain of money, God help. I'll see you on Monday, everyone. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.